0: Everybody, let's all stand together.
1: All right, let's sing together
0: in tenderness.
1: He saw me weary and sick with sin and on his shoulders brought me back to his fold again while angels in his presence sang until the courts of heaven rang oh oh, oh, the love that sought me To the fold of God, grace that brought me to the fold of God. He died for me while I was saved, poor and poor. But to assure me, I found thee thou art mine. I never heard a sweeter voice. It made my aching heart rejoice. Oh. the fold of my God, grace that brought me to the fold of God. <laughs> Upon His grave I'll daily ponder and sing anew His praise. All adoring wonder his blessings I retrace I like this spot right here come on it seems as if eternal days are far too short to sing his praise oh, to the fold of God. Grace that brought me to the fold of God. Oh, the love that sought me, oh. Oh, the grace that brought me to the fold of God, grace that brought me to the fold of God.
0: god has done the ways he has showed up i'm overwhelmed check this out see the work of your hands
1: the Galaxies spinning a heavenly dance. so god all that you are is so overwhelming and i hear the sound of your voice all at once it's a gentle and thundering noise oh god all that you are is so overwhelming
2: i delight myself in
1: you captivated by your beauty i'm overwhelmed i'm overwhelmed Shame because of mercy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by you. I know the power of your cross. Forgiven and free. Forever you'll be my God you've done is so overwhelming. I delight myself in you, in the glory of your presence. I'm overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed. beautiful you are beautiful oh God there is no one more beautiful you are beautiful God you are the most beautiful help me sing help me sing hey you are wonderful you are wonderful oh God there is no one more wonderful you are wonderful God you are the most wonderful I searched all over searched all over said You are glorious You are glorious Oh God there is no one more glorious. We went now a job. We went now
0: to We went. Amen. So uh, God bless our kids as they head out. They're doing something called VBS on Sunday mornings. Uh, Rocky Railway. Jesus pulls us through. That sounds really cool. <laughs> Man, makes me want to just uh, go down and join them. God bless you, kids, as you go. All right, it's the, they say it's the sacrament of, of kids running. All right. I know there's a lot of cuteness over there. It's hard to look away. <laughs> hey, uh, let's, let's do this uh, responsive reading together. So your part is the first slide. Julia, can you show that to us? The first one says, yo. Okay, kind of like that, but better. Okay, so let's go back. That was a test. Okay, so you guys are going to start. Here we go. Your Your love, love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. Your love, O Lord, reaches.
3: How priceless is your unfailing love, O God! People take refuge in the shadow of your wings.
0: Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. Your love, O
3: Lord, reaches to the heavens, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light.
2: Your love, oh
1: Lord, to the heavens, your
0: faithfulness to the skies. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. Your love, O oh Lord, reaches to the heavens, your, your faithfulness to the skies.
1: the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bow down with care. God gave His song to win. His erring child He reconciled and pardon from His How rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels. When the years of time shall pass away, and earthly thrones. And kingdoms fall when all who hear refuse to pray. On rocks and hills and mountains call God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and. Por And where the skies of parchment made Were every stalk on earth a quail, And every man a scribe by trade To write the love of God above Would drain the old.
0: people have tried to to write about the love of God and it's, um, it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words. This love that says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love has no man than this, than for a man to lay down his life for his friends. Lord, thank you for this love that surrounds us, that reminds us over and over again about Jesus and the love that he has for us. So we accept this love, we receive this love, Lord, we pray that this love changes us from the inside and make us more, a little bit more like Christ every day. This is our prayer today, Oh, love of God, how rich and how pure, God, help us us to be good conduits of this love to the world around us. This is our prayer. And all God's people say amen. 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 You may be seated.
2: Well, hello, Hillside, and Happy New Year. I I was thinking, when can you not say Happy New Year? Like, how many days into January do you have to be before it's like, okay, we get it, it's a new year? I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. Well, hey, welcome to Hillside. We are so glad that you are here worshiping with us uh, in person, online. We are so thankful to have you. Part of the Hillside family. You know, I as I go into a new year, something that my wife and I have been doing is we read through the Bible in a whole year together. And so we started in January. We started January 1st. We're reading through the Bible. Do you know the first question God asks humanity in the Bible? Where are you? Isn't that interesting? And we're talking about the love of God, it is a question of love from God. For us to reorient ourselves around who God is, what God wants for us. And as we go into a new year, we're always asking, well, what should I do this year? That's usually the first question we ask ourselves. And God's question is, where are you? Where are you in relationship with me? So just something to think about. Okay. We got a couple church life things to tell you about uh, coming up January 15th. Any men in the house? Men? Men? Ooh, 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 ooh. Any 49er fans from the men? Ooh, 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 Are they gonna make the playoffs? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, they Okay. So January 15th, we're still waiting for when the game will be, but we're gonna do a 49er watch party to root for them as they get into the playoffs. So all of the men, you are invited, welcome to come. And this event has the three Fs that make any event successful? Food, friendship, and football. The three F's, It's gonna be awesome. Okay, so January 15th, we hope you can join us for that here at Hillside, it's gonna be great. Watch football, hang out together. January 25th, changing gears really quick. January 25th uh, at Hope Center Church, there is a 13 week grief share Uh, program, discipleship, group, getting together. So if you have experienced loss or you're going through loss, or maybe you know someone that is experiencing loss and you would want to go with them, that's totally welcome. Grief Share is happening. With uh, It's a sister church of ours too, Hope Center. So uh, just a good time to not be grieving alone, but you can find a place to grieve with others. And so we highly encourage you to go and check that out. And that's what's going on in our church life. We're going to move into our time of offering. And this is just a time to give back to God for all that God has given to us. I like to say that when you give to Hillside, you're not just giving to Hillside, you're giving through Hillside for us to advance our mission of being light in the world. And so we're going to move into that. You can give through the Hillside app. There's a basket out there that you can drop off your tithe to, or you can send a tithe in through the mail. So I'm just going to pray for our offering and we'll continue on with our worship. God, thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your provision, for your guidance. Uh, God, we just thank you for who you are, what you're doing in us, what you're doing in this world, even though sometimes it might feel like you're absent, you are always present. And so God, as we come before you with our tithes and our offerings, may we just give out of a cheerful heart for all the things that you've given us. We're just giving a little bit back to you and may our gifts really advance the mission and the work of your church in this community, neighborhood, uh, in our country and throughout the world. Thank you so much for all that you've given us in your awesome, awesome name. Amen.
1: Struggle, haunted by ghosts that lived in my past. Oh yeah, bound up in shackles of all my failures. How long is this gonna last oh god then you look at this prisoner and say to me son stop fighting a fight that's already been won I am redeemed set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, cause I'm not who I used to be, I am redeemed. life I have been called unworthy oh God same by the voice of my shame and regret but when I hear you whisper child lift up your head I remember oh God you're not with me, yeah. I am redeemed, you set me free, you set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, cause I'm not who I used to be. have to be the old man inside of me these days long dead and gone because I've got a new name and a new life and I'm not the same and a hope that will carry me home I am redeemed. you set me free so i'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every stain i'm not who i used to i am you set me free so i'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every stain God, I'm not who I used to be, Jesus, I'm not who I used to be, I am redeemed, thank God, redeemed.
3: Good morning to all of you. It is really, really good to see you all on this second Sunday of 2022. I'm Dan Seitz, Senior Pastor here. Again, my heart is quite uh, overflowing with joy to be with all of you. Uh, You know, isn't it wonderful? In times of stress, which we're all experiencing in one way or another in this season, and in times of loss— which uh, some of our fellow hillsiders are experiencing quite acutely. Isn't it wonderful to be able to come here to this beautiful place and to see each other and to look into each other's faces and to encourage each other and to give an elbow bump. And more than that even, to meet with the living God. The living God who has guaranteed the future of the earth. And our home in it. That's the promise of Psalm seventy-eight sixty-nine. I came upon this verse in my own time with the Lord this week. And God has just used it each day since then to pump joy into my heart. The verse goes this way. The Lord built his sanctuary like the high heavens. But then get this, like the earth, which he has founded forever. The earth is not a lost cause. God has founded it forever. Now, Hebrews 12 is plain that someday the earth is going to experience a shaking of sorts, a a cataclysm of cleansing and refurbishment when King Jesus appears. But it is here for good, and its future is glorious. And that means this for us, hope the future is so bright for us. And a lot of people, sadly, do not have a relationship with the earth guaranteeing God, even if they have a relationship with someone whom they understand as God. He's not the earth guaranteeing God. But even without knowing it, they still give something in their lives God-like significance. But that thing Whatever that thing is, a big retirement account or an army of social media followers or professional standing of some kind or another or a toned body, whatever it happens to be, that thing cannot protect. That thing cannot redeem. That thing can't save. In The words of Jeremiah 10.5, which is a great verse to underline in your work Bibles, and a a great verse to show to kids, by the way, because it's kind of funny. Those counterfeit gods, or what ancient scripture calls idols, are like scarecrows in a cucumber field. What an image, huh? For the things that we put in our trust over and above God, what an image. Those things can't do anything. But the living God who is here for us, the God who is here in this room with us right now, even though the entire universe can't contain him, he can. And there are no limits to his capacity. There's nothing he can't do. There are no limits to his commitment to us. He's given us his son. And hundreds of years ago, that God led his people, our people, because we have been grafted into the story of ancient Israel. He led them out of Egypt. Do you remember that story? The Old Testament tells, talks about the Exodus over and over and over again because it's our story. Our forebears reached the Red Sea, and they were absolutely stuck. They had Egyptian chariots behind them. They had the raging sea in front of them. But what did God do when they felt absolutely trapped? When they felt that there was no way out, the end had come. What does he do? He parted the sea. He did the impossible, and they walked right through it on dry land. And in Romans 15:4, another great passage to underline in your work Bible because it's sort of the uh, the master key to the Old Testament. Paul says this, listen to this verse. He says, "Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that we might have hope." And that means that the Exodus story is our story. It's ours. And it's meant to remind us that with God before us, with God behind us, both in our individual capacities and all the things that we're thinking about in our own minds, even at this moment, and corporately as a hillside family, we're never trapped. We're never stuck. We're never blocked from a better land. And that's a reason on the second week of 2022 to take a deep breath. Whatever our sense of confinement might be, take a deep breath. Breathe in the fact that your future is extraordinary. The future of Hillside is extraordinary. Recently, my twin brother sent a poem to me. It's called Things to Think, and I think you're going to like it, whether or not you're the kind of person who likes poetry or not. It's kind of wacky, but it's also moving all at once, and I've included it in your notes so you can, uh, you can follow along, but listen to it. I think it's going to come up on the screen as well. Listen to this poem. Think in ways you've never thought before. If the phone rings, think of it as carrying a message larger than anything you've ever heard, vaster than a hundred lines of yeats. Think that someone may bring a bear to your door, maybe wounded and deranged, or think that a moose has risen out of the lake and he's carrying on his antlers a child of your own whom you've never seen. When someone knocks on the door, think that he's about to give you something large tell you you're forgiven, or that it's not necessary to work all the time, or that it's been declared that if you lie down, no one will die. <laughs> is that great? That's Robert Bly, and I love it. When someone knocks on the door, think that he's about to give you something large. Well, friends, this morning, as we press into this next year, God is knocking at our door. He's knocking at the door of Hillside, and in this message series that we're launching today called Dream House, A Study of Wisdom from the Proverbs, and thanks, Jake Brooks, for the cool graphic that you made, God is giving us something large. Now, I don't think a lot of people, when they consider the idea of wisdom, I don't think they think of something too large, too exciting, but the promises— that our loving God makes in his word about wisdom, are mind-blowing. And if we take scripture seriously, which we do as Christians, and also which we do as covenanters, people— in the Evangelical Covenant Church, take scripture seriously. We go where it leads. It's fundamental to our identity. But if we take scripture seriously, we are going to be very excited about living in and by God's wisdom because again, the promises that God makes about wisdom are so extraordinary. They're mind-blowing. And we're going to look at four of those promises in just a minute. But before we do, let's do this. Let's take a quick flyover of this whole series, Dream House, which we're going to be in for the next two months, so that we can understand each part in light of the whole. All right? Today, what wisdom promises? Again, God promises remarkable benefits, extraordinary benefits to people who live in and live by His particular wisdom, which, and this is important, as Paul says, very early in 1 Corinthians, God's wisdom is very, very different from the wisdom among people who don't know the living God, who don't start with a presupposition that a creator exists, who made us all, we're not accidents, and that he's revealed himself definitively in Jesus of Nazareth. We're going to look at those promises in just a minute. Next week, next Sunday, what wisdom is. What is wisdom? You see, wisdom is more than just street smarts. It's more than just life hacks for getting ahead uh, or avoiding the back of a patrol car. All right? It has much deeper significance. Week three. This week, we're going to explore the scope of God's wisdom, and we're going to ask an interesting question. Just what part of our lives does wisdom apply to? What is it, how does it really connect with our own lives? And although the focus of Dream House is going to be primarily Proverbs chapters 1 through 9, and this week, we're going to go to the end of the book, chapter 31, and we're going to look at Proverbs 1 through 9's twin, the other bookend of the book, because it has something very, very interesting to say about the scope of wisdom. And that famous chapter is a lot more interesting than you might think, by the way, if you're familiar with it. Week 4 where wisdom begins. Proverbs is emphatic that wisdom has a beginning point. And if we wanna live in and buy God's wisdom and we wanna collect all the benefits, all the good things that flow through it, we need to start with a particular starting gate. And we could picture it this way. If you are having coffee, all right? Or engaged in a protest at Sproul Plaza on the Cal campus, okay? and the coffee's done, or the protest is over, and you want to head over to Bancroft Library to do some research on the secret Chinese snow leopard, okay? Unless you want to walk through Poison Oak, or you want to get your feet wet in Strawberry Creek, you need to pass through Sather Gate. There's really no other way. Well, what's the point? Wisdom, according to Scripture, as a Sather gate as well. In a week four of the series, we're going to discover what that gate is, what gate you have to walk through first if you want to get the benefits of God's wisdom. And appropriately, we have a Cal grad preaching the sermon on that day. You'll just have to wait to see who that person is. Weeks five and six will be focused on how wisdom is gained. Proverbs offers a bunch of paths for wisdom, with some of them having particular prominence. We're going to survey those on weeks five and six, and then in some ways week seven is the climax of this series, maybe the most important week, because in this uh, week we're going to study who wisdom is, and I'm going to tell you the answer now. The New Testament is clear that Jesus of Nazareth, the one to whom we are united by faith, our Savior our king. He's the embodiment of wisdom. He's wisdom personified. He's wisdom in a person. I mean, among the people in our own church family, right here at Hillside, the ones who live by the wisdom of Proverbs, people who don't easily take offense, generous-hearted, people who are generous with what they have, People who are gentle, people who are uplifting in their words, people who see the best in things, don't they exhibit an undeniable attractiveness, a glory that irradiates out of them? I see this in so many hillsiders. I saw it vividly in Hal Rutledge. I wish I had had more time. get to know him. I really do. We lost Hal back on December 27th. 98 years old. And this man's regality, princeliness, was distinct and undiminished. I got to spend a little time with him at a party back on December 3rd. I just loved it. And he invited us all to his barbershop quartet performance, which was going to be a few days later, with just this conspicuous charm and humor and love for the people at the table, like the berries and Ginny Owens. You know, wisdom adorns us, as Proverbs 3:22 says, and how Rutledge was exhibited. And so is Mary, by the way, who's here. Wisdom's promises are extraordinary. You know, living wisely is anything but dull. Anything but boring. In fact, get this. Proverbs has the craziest, the most surprising characterization of wisdom. Listen to this passage. Let it sink in. And from it, we get the name for the whole series, by the way, dreams. Proverbs 9.1. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her being. She's preparing a barbecue. She has mixed her wine. She's also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. If we are reading this carefully, this should make us blush, maybe even a little scandalized by this imagery. In Proverbs 9, 1 through 6, God himself compares his wisdom to a spacious dream house with a raging party on the inside full of attractive young people. Is that really in the Bible, we ask? And could living in and by God's wisdom really be in any way, like living in a dream house full of good food and drink and fun people? Could that really be the case? We're going to have an opportunity to find out. Okay, if you would, grab your other handout. And we had two handouts today. I noticed many of you look like you just have one Stephen, you mind going to the back, get the other hand out, and whoever doesn't have one, raise your hand, and, uh, and uh, Stephen will give you one. I think Don's going to help, too. That'd be great. Uh, Peter Turi and I want to invite you to join us for a church-wide project, practice for the next month. It's called the Wisdom House Party Challenge. All right? And Peter Turi, by the way, wrote the sup- just superb Dream House companion study that we're going to be going through in our groups. But he also had the idea for this challenge, and it's great. So thank you, Peter. Here's how it's going to work. First, the theme verse. The theme verse for this challenge, Wisdom House Party Challenge, is Proverbs 6.22. And it says this, when you walk, wisdom will guide you. When you walk, wisdom will guide you. Before I explain how it will work, let me say this: Fellow members of the Dream House preaching team are going to work really hard to make these sermons as inspirational as we can. But here's the truth: The most valuable part of this series, the most valuable thing of the Safe Week series is this challenge. It's living this challenge. That's how you really get the benefits from this series. This is how you, we could say, crash the wisdom house party okay here's how you participate four steps and it's pretty easy first thing in the morning before you're tempted to look at your phone and read the headlines and this and that read the chapter from proverbs that listed that's listed on the calendar you can see it right there read it carefully if you have a work bible read it out of the Work Bible, underline anything that jumps out at you or gets your attention. We're going to start with chapter one tomorrow. Next step, this is important. After reading the chapter, you pick one phrase, just one phrase that kind of jumps out at you, and you meditate on that one little narrow phrase, and then you pocket it like a nugget. Okay? And that's the phrase that you're going to regularly bring to mind over the course of the day. One little phrase from the whole chapter. And last week, as I was gearing up for this series, I practiced with this phrase from Proverbs 12, 16, the vexation of a fool is known at once. Isn't that great? And the whole verse reads, the vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an in insults. But I just pocketed the first part. The vexation of a fool is known at once, and I just carried it around with me all day. Brought it to mind. Third step. Here's the big one. Be aware of how God's Spirit guides you through that bit of wisdom over the course of the day, because he will. He absolutely will. And notice how through it he smooths your interactions with others. Notice how he guides you along a more life-giving path. Notice how he protects you or he pulls you back from the edge of a package tape landing. And then notice this. This is kind of the broad one. Notice just how generally through this little wisdom window he enlarges your understanding of all reality. You'll see new things you've never seen before. I guarantee if you participate in the Wisdom House Party Challenge, God's Spirit will guide you. God's Spirit will nudge you in real time. And God's Spirit might even stop you in your tracks through your wisdom nugget. And as part of this third part of this Wisdom House Party Challenge, here's what I want you to do. Talk to people in your home group about it. Share with other people how God is leading you through this those people that you're walking with Jesus alongside, talk to them. Say, my goodness, the strangest thing. I didn't expect it, but through this little wisdom nugget in my pocket, I was going in a certain direction and God's Spirit came in and redirected me. And it was powerful. And if you are a parent like I am, if you have children in the home, here's what I want you to do. Share your story with them. Talk to them about how God's Spirit is leading you through this little wisdom Uh, Nugget, just this last week, Josh and I and Allison uh, driving around together, and I was thinking about this. I had a little wisdom nugget in my pocket, and I I told Josh a little story of how God guided me in something that could have been a package tape landing at Chipotle. I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? Have you ever tried to order more than one burrito at Chipotle? Impossible. But anyway. And then lastly, lastly, is a fourth part of the challenge. If you'd like, write it up. Write up a wisdom story, okay? And I'm hoping that the writers who are in the room right now, I'm thinking of Carol and I'm thinking of Keon, will write up some way that God leads you through this experience. Make it 250 words, maybe 500 words, email it to me. And here's why I have a use for it final week of the series, which is going to be February 27th, is going to be centered on these stories. And your wisdom stories are going to be the sermon. And I'd love to have five or six of them, okay? I'm very excited about this morning because we're going to hear some exciting things, specific ways that God led us through our little wisdom nuggets, all right? One more thing. All you need to do to participate in the Wisdom House Party Challenge, is just follow the schedule, which you have. That's all you need, okay? But if you would like the wisdom of the the Proverbs chapter of the day sent directly to your inbox, Jariah Wagner has made that possible. All you need to do is scan with your camera phone the little QR code at the bottom of the house party schedule and a field will come up for you to sign up to have that chapter sent right to your inbox every morning, including a video reading of the chapter by a Hillside staff person. So if you see one of our smiling faces, you can do that. And thank you, Jariah, for thinking of the digitally minded and how they could participate in this series. That's it. That's Dreamhouse. That's what we're doing for the next eight months. Are you, you kind of excited? It's going to be fun, isn't it? Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for giving us a Dreamhouse. A dream house with a festive party in it, in your wisdom. And we are your light bearers. And and light bearing demands wisdom. So help us through these messages and through Peter's companion study and through the Wisdom House Party Challenge, help us to grow in wisdom and to enjoy its benefits and to be more equipped at following you in the world as your representatives. We thank you. We're excited about the next two months, and we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
0: You unravel me Stand together With a melody
1: You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemy till all my fears are gone i'm no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God From my mother's womb You have chosen me Love has called my name I've been born again to your family, oh God, your blood flows through my veins, sing it out. I'm I'm no longer a slave to fear, I am a child of God, no longer a slave, I'm no longer a slave to feed I am a child of God. He's loving child. I'm no longer a slave to feed I am a child of God no longer slave. I'm no longer a slave to feed. I am a child of God.
0: Amen. Amen. So there is nothing more important about us than that. That we are children of the Most High. Does that make sense? Amen. There's nothing more important. This morning our prayer team is up front. If you need prayer this morning, you can come on up. And our sister Janet and her brother Floyd will, will be glad to pray for you. So today, I thought, because we're talking about Proverbs, I wanted to share a couple of African Proverbs as we go out. Okay, you ready? you ready? Here's the first one. First one is in English. <laughs> it says, until lions have their own historians, the story of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. Okay, you get it? You get it? Okay, uh, here's the second one. First, I'll say it in Creole, in my language, okay? It says, it says if I taught you that me no tell me, say, mi ate the smell. Okay, if I'm carrying you on my head, don't tell me my head
3: stinks.
0: (laughs) You get it? You get it? Okay, then the last one, the last one. If you can't find a black goat during the day, you cannot find it at night. (laughs) Okay, in other words, make hay while the sun shines. God bless you as you go. Have a wonderful week.